to the regular exclusive podcast. Jesus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, not with, not with Jesus, but with Jace and with Renee. With Jesus and Renee. <laughs> Jace is calling himself Jesus, everybody. Get ready. Call me Jace. Um, <laughs> before we get into uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Renee, I got to tell you, I have a very kind of weird obsession right now. I'm more excited than for this competition than anything else. Like I don't care about the NBA finals. I don't care about any other sports that's going on. All I care about right now is who is going to win the box office race between Barbie and Oppenheimer. They're, they're releasing on the same date. They're both about a hundred million dollar budget movies. Mm-hmm. They're both going to be big. I think no matter what, I'm like, I'm not even sure if I'll see either one of these movies opening weekend, but I'm going to be watching the stats. Like, yeah, it's all I care about. This is <laughs> might be the greatest battle of our time. Like, did you <laughs> think of another like two polarized, polar, polarized, totally different movies that are releasing on the same day? I just, I kind of want, I want a live stream of multiple theaters across the country just to see who's the doing race. the double feature. That's what I want to know. And which one are you watching first? I'm assuming you got to finish with Barbie. I would never finish with Oppenheimer. Yeah. You, if, if I was going to pick one of the two, I'm, I'm finishing with Barbie because we all know Oppenheimer, you're going to leave depressed at the very least, probably a little sad and depressed, definitely confused and a exhausted, bit. 100% confused. It's going to be like, you're going to need the pick me up. And I think no better way than Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling in the Barbie movie. That's just I mean, fuck Oppenheimer. I'm just going to Barbie now. <laughs> the main reason <laughs> that I want to see Oppenheimer is I'm still convinced that Christopher Nolan is going to mix in some time travel. He's, oh, God, he's gonna I hope do not. It. I just don't think he can. It's like a biopic. <laughs> if he in- introduces that, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave the theater. I'd walk out. <laughs> like we're gonna find out that like oh, Killian Murphy's character is actually like from the future, and he went Ugh. back in time to try and stop it. <laughs> no, because it's gonna be complicated, and I can't handle this, Jace. You're getting me heated just thinking about it. I know and, you're talking about Tenant because then, that bullshit. No, then Leo's going to come in, and it's this whole movie's been a dream. Inception? That and then, would be better. And then Denzel's kid is going to come back. He's like, actually, this is the start of the movie. Ugh, gross. <laughs> and he doesn't even have a character name. He's just the protagonist. That movie, the only redeeming quality about Tenant is Robert Pattinson. Just got to say it. He's the only good thing in that movie. I really like Denzel's kid. I thought he was really good. Give him a name. His name is John David Washington. Isn't isn't he the the isn't his name like the protagonist in the movie? That's the character's name. Yeah. yeah thank God. I mean, it's, I had the same problem with Skinnerine. God forbid I ask for some characters. <laughs> like it's a fucking movie. But second of all, the fact that you're not supposed to understand anything that they're saying, which was like deliberate with the way they mix the sound, which is mm. just the most stupid thing that's like I'm trying to be arty. And also, I just don't care anymore. He he rubbed me the wrong way with Tenant. I'm out. Inception was confusing, but Tenant was like, I beg anybody to watch to come and tell me what the fuck that movie is about. Tell me the plot. I can't. He, he I can't went, understand it. He went full Christopher Nolan. It's like yeah. It's like it's like Christopher Nolan took the wrong take away from The Dark Knight Rises. He's like, oh, everyone loved Bane because Tom Hardy is an incredible actor. Mm-hmm. They're like, what if we just had all of the characters wear a mask and we just can't understand anything they say? 
And yeah. it's a very uh, exposition-heavy movie. <laughs> With a lot of intricate details about the like how time travel works. Because it's not just like, we're getting in the DeLorean and we got to go to 88 miles an hour. It's like really crazy intense. And like Robert Pattinson even said he has no idea what that movie's about. So like... <laughs> If he can't figure it out, he's the one studying the script. That's probably got fucking footnotes and shit. Just saying, fuck Oppenheimer. I don't care. It's got a wonderful cast. I'll see it on streaming when it's free. That's yeah. my opinion. I, I think Barbie's going to be the winner here. I think we're both on the side of Barbie. Barbie yeah. just dropped their full trailer. Even better than... I mean, it, each trailer gets better and better. I'm so excited. It looks great. It kind of looks like a live-action Lego movie mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, which I'm okay with. Um, Perfectly fine. But yeah, it looks it looks really fun. I think my favorite part is when she when Margaret Robbie is talking to her friends and she's like, "My heels touched the ground," and then her friends like, "Flat footer." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything in it was great, but I think that whole line of like, "Do you guys ever think about death, like dying?" Like, I just felt I very related to that moment. Because it's like, there's never a good time to ask that, is there? But also, that's just, I I think as someone who, like, grew up with Barbies, I'm just, like, obsessed with the idea. I mean, I really love, what's that movie? Is it Life Size? The one with Tyra Banks back in the day where she was, like, a Barbie doll and came to life? I loved that one. I have no idea. You... You're missing out, man. You should really look it up. <laughs> I think that that's like the original Barbie movie, personally. I don't think yeah. it's officially a Barbie movie, but you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get but it. the best thing Oppenheimer has going for it is the cast, including Florence Pugh, because that's that's really the the main reason I'd go see it. If Wait, Florence Pugh is in this? I have no clue to this. If you can think of an actor that's like really in demand and popular and great, like they're in this fucking movie. It's insane. You want to hear people who are in it? Hit me. Just the top of the list. Is it the entire cast of Dune is also in Oppenheimer? (laughs) No, surprisingly, but a couple people. Um, So it's got Killian Murphy, Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, uh, David Desmalchian, he's also in Dune, and Jack Quaid, Gary Oldman, Josh Hartnett, which like I haven't seen him in a movie in fucking forever. That guy was like the 2000s heartthrob. Um, Rami or Rami Malek and Tony Goldwyn and fucking Alden Ehrenreich is in it, which is exciting because we just really loved him in Cocaine Bear. Can can they rely? Can they drop a trailer for the love of God? I've seen the teaser. Isn't there a trailer? I thought there was just a teaser. There's trailer number two. It says it's three minutes long. Okay, well, sorry, I had no clue. I've been more obsessed with Barbie. Yeah, I'm. I'm aware of the trailers when they release, but I haven't really checked them out. Okay. Well, wow, that is quite a cast. That's the one thing about it that I'm like, damn it. Plus, I've heard that they recreate the nuclear bomb thing with like a practical effects. Obviously, they don't detonate a real nuclear bomb, but like still. No, he would. No one would. He would. That's the (laughs) thing. He's insane. That guy. He's like, I don't care if you all die. Go see my movie in theaters. I don't care if you can't understand it. Just fuck (laughs) off. I'm an artist. It's like, get out of here. Like, are we all rooting for this guy still? No, I'm an auteur. (laughs) Fuck off. So is Greta Gerwig. That's what I say. See, I'm excited for Barbie because it's actually something different than what uh, the director kind of is known to do. Mm-hmm. Like the equivalent of this would be like if Christopher Nolan did like a rom-com. I would go see a Christopher Nolan rom-com. 
No. Mainly out of curiosity. Like, how's this going to turn out? <laughs> I don't think that but, like, would be good. Another... I think it would end badly. <laughs> it would end like the movie hey. The Breakup, where they don't get back together. And you love that movie. So. I do like that movie. It's the one movie of like those things where like they break up and then that's it. That's the end of the movie. I loved it. I was like, that's realistic as fuck. Have you actually seen Greta Gerwig's other movies? Yeah. I love Lady Bird. I love Little Women. They're so good. Like Little Women and Pride and Prejudice. I don't like period pieces, but I love those movies. And I think it's a sister thing. I love sister movies. I I yeah. don't get it, but they're they're fucking great. So we I just love sisters. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like a creepy sex thing, but whatever. Well, now you're making it weird. It well, was it you're was, the one it, who said you love sisters it was, in it, movies. It was innocent until now. What kind of movies, Jace? I'm just a, saying. I am a guy that is saying I love these two movies. Okay, with women that are sisters. It's just saying you're yeah. a man. Automatically, shame, you're thinking of sex. shame me for having a heart. Okay, I, I shall. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> All right, let's get into Dungeons and Dragons. We're thieves, but we help the wrong person steal the wrong thing and unleash the greatest evil the world has ever known. The Red Wizards created an army of the undead. Sounds lovely. Quite the opposite. I know, I was being ironic. I find irony is a blade that cuts he who wields it most especially. You're not a lot of fun, are you? All right, let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons. Honor among thieves. I feel like they didn't need to include the honor among thieves thing. Like, it makes it sound like it's a sequel but I know it's not a sequel to any of the older movies. I think it's kind of like um, how Pirates of the Caribbean started off with. Like, I mean, that's a fucking mouthful right there. Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. That's a lot of fucking words in one title for the first movie in a franchise. They didn't know it was going to be. Touche. So just nipping that in the butt. (laughs) This isn't the worst it's ever been. Or like Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, like it's a common thing. I think if you're... Maybe they're just thinking ahead. They're thinking people might like this shit. And I think they did. They they did. Uh, so this movie came out this year. I, not March. Long ago at all. March. Yeah. And it did. It did. It did. OK. At the at the box office, it has a budget of one hundred and fifty million dollars, which I want to talk about that later. That is that is shocking to me that this movie got $150 million. That's good on them. But uh, they did about $207 million worldwide. So a little bit over the budget, maybe breaking even when you include marketing costs. But everything I've heard about this movie is pretty much positive. I don't think I've heard anyone come out and just be like, this movie sucks. No, I haven't seen anyone in an uproar over anything and... I mean, even people who played D&D have said it feels like playing an actual D&D campaign, like <laughs> which I feel like it does. I've never actually played myself, but I've watched a D&D game or two and it feels correct. It definitely feels like accurate to that. And from people who don't play D&D like myself, I've heard that they that there's like enough to enjoy it. It's not like over the top, like nerdy, never going to figure anything out. It's very easy to access into, I think. Yeah, so quick story time. I have played D&D once. Um, you have? I have. Uh, some friends of ours, they 
they are like hardcore players. I think they've been playing with the same group for once a week, like for, I don't know, since college. So for many, many years. So they're pretty hardcore about it and bless their hearts. They tried to Sherpa me and the wife into it. And I'll just admit it. I do not have the emotional maturity to not yeah. fuck around in this scenario. Mm-hmm. <laughs> me too. Uh, that's my problem is I'm always the guy who's like, everyone's like, no, let's just move on. We've got to continue the mission. I'm like, yeah, but this weird side quest sounds kind of fun. <laughs> and we could just fuck around and fuck shit up. And why not? And then everyone's like, okay, well, that took like an hour and a half out of the time. You know, <laughs> like that's. That's the kind of vibe, but I think every team needs one. Maybe they needed that chaotic energy. I don't know. I they never probably played. didn't I, want it, I'm sure. I, I never <laughs> played again, so I don't know. All I know is, yeah, I was just like, if you're playing this with a group, if everyone is collectively just in on it, like we've seen from Stranger Things and stuff, like it seems like a real good time. I just couldn't really buy in on it, and so I was like, uh, I'll be a druid, and I want my animal to be a Dwayne Johnson sized Godzilla. It's very specific. <laughs> it's just like, well, I can't have a full size Godzilla. That's ridiculous. But like a Dwayne. Is it? <laughs> I would love to have full size Godzilla. Sign me the fuck up. I'll take on anything. I could roll a two and I'd probably still win. It's like, oh, let's go into the town. Oh, Godzilla stepped on it. Okay. Next yeah. thing. Uh, <laughs> well, that's your, I mean, you'd kind of basically be like the, uh, the, what's this? The sorcerer in this movie. And how he like, when yeah. after, I love that part when like the paladin guy who's like totally like the, the most powerful one and shares all the knowledge. And he's like explaining the intricate steps of like yeah. how they have to get across the bridge. And then he just steps on one of them by accident and the bridge is just destroyed. It's like <laughs> that's the kind of character. That's the kind of vibe I would do. But he actually redeems himself and does some magic. I wouldn't be able to do any of that. That part was really great because I was just like, oh, this 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 scene specifically was made for all the all the D&D people. This whole movie was really made for I was about to say, I'm pretty sure this whole movie was. Yeah, (laughs) but like that part, I'm just like, oh, this is so complex and all the rolling and which type of dice do we use? (laughs) I was like, oh, good. (laughs) So good. Yeah, there's so many of those little fun references that like. Even though I've never really played, I get them on like a surface level. But I'm sure for someone who actually plays, they're like, I feel so seen right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I felt, honestly, during the Mario movie. So I get it, people. (laughs) But this this movie, I feel like the universal thing I've heard, which, you know, I, I can't say I'm the most researched person, but I feel like I've heard people who really play D&D mostly people really enjoy this movie. They have a really fun time. Like they feel like this movie is very representative of the, the experience that they have, mm-hmm. which I'm not part of that group, but really happy that they have a movie that they love. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, it sounds like the, the filmmakers clearly love D and D too. So yeah. that's like, I think a huge thing you can really tell that. And, I haven't seen anything in my research, but I feel like Chris Pine has to love D and D because he was a producer on this. So, oh, like... I'm sure if he hasn't, if he has never played, I bet you he's played since. But like, so good at what his character is that like, I would, I would totally believe it if yeah. he, if he was like super into D and D. But either way, even if you're not, it's just a really easy. It's a really easy way to get into and kind of 
it's not too focused on the actual game aspects, but there's like all of that built into it for people who know. Yeah. But like if you're not if you don't understand all that and you think it's gonna be over your head, I think you'll be okay. Did did you know going into this that like I don't know, did you kind of know the the plot like it was just taking place in this world, or did you think there was any other kind of aspect to it? I guess I asked the 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 wife when we were watching, she thought this was going to be like Jumanji, where like people are playing the game and then somehow they actually get sucked mm. into the world. Yeah, like they might have something where they go back out to the real world and like show somebody fucking up a role and then that's why a character wasn't able to do it. I was wondering if they were going to make it like meta like that, but I didn't know anything about the plot. I just knew, I think I didn't, that thought honestly didn't even come into my head until like after I watched the movie. I was like, oh, I I guess they could have done something like that, but that's maybe, interesting. Maybe she thought it was going to be like that because we just did the Jumanji movie. So. Yeah, I mean, I get it. After watching, I mean, I'm surprised I didn't make the connection, but I just knew it was going to be a like fantasy movie. That's basically what I knew. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if it was going to be like a board game like built into the movie, which it's not really, but they still managed to capture the vibe of actually playing the game, which is, I think, the most important part. Yeah. I, I was surprised that there wasn't any literal dice rolling. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was like, when are they going to throw in some sort of dice game? That might have been too much, but maybe in the sequel, because I imagine there will be. Maybe. I don't know. But People are asking for it. Everyone online was like, I would love five to ten of more of these. <laughs> like, let's build another franchise. This is fun. So what? So what? I, let's bring it up now. I. Uh, I am really surprised that this movie got such a large budget. Like it almost really any, though? Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. Almost any big budget movie that we see is part of some sort of a, a an IP. You know, it's some sort of franchise. This is like not a sequel to anything. And you know, this feels like something that they would do on a small budget and then blow it up because it did so well and the sequel's a lot bigger. And I remember texting that to you and you 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 kind of answered the question for me. I think Jumanji, the success of Jumanji was a big part of this, but even that still Jumanji was based off a very beloved original movie. Yeah, and like I guess this more fits in with I would say this year alone we've gotten a lot of really big budget movies based on games. Yeah. Like if you look at like Super Mario mm-hmm. Bros movie, that movie probably cost a fucking billion dollars to make, whatever. I don't know how much, but they made just made over a billion dollars. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us was made into like a prestige TV drama on HBO with a huge budget, right? Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it's really cool. I'm saying, I think one, maybe they're giving budgets to fucking things based off of, even if it's the first one in the movie about it, but it's based off of an existing IP. Mm-hmm. of like a game and i i'm pretty sure i'm not a i'm not a D <laughs> head so i don't know but i'm sure there's like other like movies or animated shows or tv shows or some other shit in the D world that's been adapted before yeah. maybe it's just also stranger things made D popular again that is a very good point um i just did a quick google search and uh apparently the company claims that over 50 million people played D in 2020 so that's a pretty you know pretty large audience but yeah i i couldn't help but think 
Stranger Things kind of made D and D cool. Mm-hmm. You are, I'm, I'm sure it's always been cool to a lot of people, but I don't know. Relevant. I don't mainstream. think it's always been cool. <laughs> I don't it's think been, it's always it's been, been. It's been cool to the people that play it. <laughs> I'm sure that it has been, and no offense to them, but I don't think it's been generally like by the general population <laughs> thought of as cool. Yeah, I think mainstream. it's been like yeah, nerds. But <laughs> I love it. I love D and D. I think it's cool. It's great. I'd never play it, but like I think that's great that people do, and I love that like Stranger Things has made it more popular, so people are like more accepting of it because it's not like. I mean, there's nerdier things you could do. I think the game of Risk is nerdier than that. <laughs> I would play D&D before I'd play fucking Risk. That's if like a it, history class in a game. If the people who made this movie, if they did a Risk movie, would you would you be would you be there day sure. one? <laughs> yeah, because these guys obviously know these directors know what they're doing when it comes to games. I mean, after game night Oh, and now this, I just think that like any, I mean, give them the next Jumanji movie. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> now the guys who do Jumanji, they're doing just fine. Yeah, I got a good team there. But okay, for the next game series, whatever that, <laughs> whatever that may be. I'm sorry. It's just hard to relive this without Jonathan here. I came with this. But he missed the most important part of my backstory. How can he judge me without knowing my my motivation? We are entirely capable of deciding your case without Jonathan. Get on with it. Fine. Where was I? Uh, by night, I come home to my loving wife and daughter, Kira. You went back too far. Stop stalling. Right. Sorry. Uh, yeah, broad strokes. All right. So, Renee, tell me, did, did you like this movie? You might not be surprised, but I love this movie. <laughs> I, I tend to be, I think after, I've said it time and time again, but after the Tom Cruise mummy, <laughs> I pretty much like all movies now. It's really hard to piss me off. And uh, I just felt like this movie was pretty refreshing after like a lot of action movies and Marvel movies have started to feel the same or like mm-hmm. just no memorable action sequences at all, like stuff like that. Everything just kind of blends together. The humor's just like, okay, but... I feel like this movie was not only hilarious, but like it had Monty Python kind of humor and it felt like that mixed with like Lord of the Rings or like Pirates of the Caribbean. So naturally, I just loved it. And I thought the action sequences were all really well done. I could track the action very well. There mm-hmm. wasn't a lot of cuts. I didn't feel like I was getting like motion sickness from all the movement. Like <laughs> everything was very clear and the set pieces were just really wonderful. So I think overall, it was just a lot better than I thought it would be. I feel like a lot of people went into this movie with very low expectations. Yeah, like, I mean, the trailer looked fun, but it also kind of looked like, oh, this might just be like another Marvel movie. But like with Dungeons and Dragons, like fantasy shit. Yeah. But it's a lot more than that. And surprisingly has like, for me at least, I felt a lot of emotional payoffs at the end and like surprising Mm -hmm. moments where I was like, damn, I'm feeling a lot of things like throughout this movie. And like... It was shocking to me that there was something like that built into this story based on a fucking game. But it's pretty incredible (laughs) what they can do, honestly. It is. So that's I just was really overwhelmed with how much I really liked it. And I was very surprised. But I'm curious what did what you thought about it? Because I thought I felt like watching. I was like, Jace will probably enjoy this movie as well. (laughs) So I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed it. I liked it. I can't say that I loved it. Hmm. There was a lot of stuff that I did enjoy, 
But then there was some other stuff that just didn't really land for me. I think if I had to boil it down to like, uh, I don't think this is a bad movie by any means. I just don't really think it was for me. Um, because maybe you don't know D&D very well? I don't know. I mean, like, I've played it that one time. So, like, some of the D&D jokes landed. Like, I thought this movie was very funny. I really thought okay, it, was, good. It, was, it was funny. Hilarious as fuck. Very much like Game Night. The same directors, obviously. <laughs> they just really have a great sense of humor that is not like the typical kind of snarky Marvel humor that they try to put in everything. And everyone's always like, all right. Because they undercut a lot of emotional scenes, I feel like, with, like, yeah. jokes. And this movie, it's like they know when to be funny, but then they know when to be emotional. Yeah. So I'm glad that you agree. because I was hoping you'd think it was funny, at least. Yeah. So, like, I, I guess I'll put it this way. Like, I don't. Yeah. Like, I don't think this is a bad movie. But this of all the movies that we've done this year for the podcast, this is probably my least favorite. Well, really? sorry, sorry, sorry. No, this is better than Skinamarink. Okay, will, thank you. This is better than Skinamarink. That will forever be my bottom. <laughs> well, the, the, I guess the mummy was last year, so the Skinamarink's the new fucking one to beat, and it's not hard, honestly. <laughs> we could say at least Skinamarink tried something different and made a lot of money. <laughs> sure. And again, I'm not trying to shit all over it, but not my favorite by a long shot. Agreed. <laughs> but like, so... So what didn't work for you then? I'm just curious what, yeah, why you don't fully enjoy it. Let's do this. I'm going to give you a good and a bad. So okay. the good first. Uh, I thought this movie was hilarious. Like the so the funny. whole... The whole opening bit with with Jar, Jar Jonathan Jar, Jonathan I thought that Jonathan. was I thought that was the funniest thing ever, and maybe that kind of set the tone. And I thought it was going to be a little bit more similar to like Jumanji when you know it's kind of the comedy is paced a little bit. It's a comedy movie. This movie did have a lot of emotional stuff to it, though. Jonathan was great. That whole part, apparently in the D and D lore, like his race is like really against imprisonment and about freedom. So like, if you know the lore, like you're like, oh yeah, he would want to appeal to that guy because he would like be more receptive to their story. Oh. But then I love that it's like, so they make, and that's, I mean, as someone who never played it, that's what I thought the whole bit was that like this guy was going to be really nice or whatever. <laughs> and then the fact that he just has wings and then they're like, go! And like they take him <laughs> and like jump out the window. Incredible. I was yeah. like, this is hilarious. <laughs> I thought it the timing and also Chris Pine is incredible. So good in this movie. His comedic timing is really great. I always forget because he's so good in dramatic roles too. Yeah. That he's so fucking funny. He's so good. Like his timing is perfect. He's like telling the story. He's just like, sorry. I think Jar Jonathan would really like this. Yeah, this they're like, stop stalling like, again with this. I know, and then I love it. And when he's like, okay, uh, where was I? And then they're like, no, you went back way too far. <laughs> stop stalling. Just get on with it. He's like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, it was really good. Yeah, just the little banter and like him and I would say Michelle Rodriguez might be her funniest role, yeah. I think. I feel like she's always a badass, but like, this was maybe my favorite performance of hers ever. I thought she was really good, had good emotions, but also like really funny and like yeah. had a lot of heart for playing a barbarian. <laughs> she was perfectly casted to be a barbarian. <laughs> yeah, but like it was crazy. I was like, oh, she should do more roles where she gets to be funny. Yeah. Because I feel like she's always just the badass action chick. Yeah. 
but yeah, then like the the whole them digging up the dead people, like Asking that was five questions. <laughs> Were you killed in the Battle of the Evermores? Yes. Formal question, right? Yes. No, 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 that that wasn't for you. Did that count as a question? Yes. Damn it. Only answer when I talk to you, okay? Yes. Why did you say okay at the end of that? I didn't. So good. Is that, like, I was going to ask, what's your favorite, like, funniest scene? I I think Jarnathan. Jarnathan, yeah. Certain enough. And then they come back to it again at the end, which is great. (laughs) Jarnathan was great. Also, um... Oh, why am I... Uh, Hugh Grant. Yes. He was incredible. So funny. I'm loving this, like... He's just having fun with the roles that he's playing right lately, and I'm here for it. I love him, and he was so good. I knew he was going to be a slimy character before we even, like, mm-hmm. figured that out, which was pretty early on, but um, I think, though, my favorite and the funniest part for me that made me, like, cry laugh was when they're distracting the guards with like mm-hmm. the fake oh, fine yeah. and he's singing his song and then they're like he's like his he gets distracted and so it's like he's like then she's like i think they're starting to get suspicious and like what black magic is this because it's like his <laughs> eyes are like popping out of his head and he's like dur, dur, dur. now i'll be friends let's celebrate lasses celebrate lasses celebrate lasses celebrate lasses what's going on what's going on my foot is stuck concentrate I think they're starting to get suspicious. I was crying laughing. He's like melting. It was so good. So good. That was incredible. I I was watching it by myself and laughing at that part. (laughs) Just thinking about it, I fucking die. It's so goddamn good. And then also surprising amount of humor was um, and I had to look up how to spell his name or how to spell his name, how to say his name because I I never watched Bridgerton. Did you ever watch that show? Mm -mm. But um, reggae John Jean Page. Oh, I he, think he's, he's like the the action hero, the paladin guy. Yeah, which yeah, I've yeah. heard is like the any dungeon master will like have a character that they add in like that to like help everyone and like do everything. But then most people are like, get them out of here because they're too powerful. They could just they could do everything by themselves. So like yeah. they all stick around. He was weirdly hilarious and like his chemistry with Chris Pine just fucking being like, can someone else ride next to this guy? <laughs> he's like <laughs> yeah. so serious all the time. He doesn't get jokes. And then like when he's walking off straight into the distance towards nothing and they're like, he's going, he walks in such a straight line and they're like, oh, he's coming up to a boulder. Is he going to go right or left? And I was like, and he just goes straight over the boulder. <laughs> Yeah. It just felt perfect. I, I loved that whole thing. I was like, this guy's like amazing. He's perfect for the role, but like very a lot of humor in those scenes, which I wouldn't have expected from like such a serious guy. Their their dynamic together, it kind of reminded me of Wesley Snipes and Ryan Reynolds in Blade Trinity. Yeah. Where like Blade would just stare at Ryan Reynolds and Ryan Reynolds would just say something to break the uncomfortable silence and it's hilarious. Like Yeah, exactly. That's the straight guy versus like but like the super serious guy. Yeah. The way that he was talking. And I love when he's like trying to say some serious important thing at the end that he's like okay well we'll see you later <laughs> like, oh, we don't want to hear about this he's like great and even with uh, 
when they're in the cave with the really adorable fat dragon that's trying to eat them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> that, cute. That is that, a tubby dragon. <laughs> that whole part was really, again, one of those action sequences. And I'm like, that was just really fun. And I can't remember a fun action sequence like that in a Marvel movie in a while. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like that whole part when they're like hiding from those creatures that eat brains and they're like attracted to people who are really smart. And like they just walk by. And then Chris Pine's like, well, that was a little hurtful. Because <laughs> it's like no one in their party has a lot. They, apparently, the reasoning is like there was no intelligence-based characters in the party. Oh. So that's why. But also, it's like, well, damn, they didn't even look at us. <laughs> They're attracted to intelligence. I, I got a, That got a huge laugh out of me. I think Chris Pine was responsible for most of my laughs. I think he was <laughs> so goddamn funny. But everybody was. The cast is really well done. Yeah, the cast the cast was great. Um, so then what's your negative for this really good positive? I can't wait to hear it. So a lot of the neg- the negatives are they're kind of nitpicky a little bit. Because um, like if they were real negatives, then I probably wouldn't have liked the movie. But like, for example, I felt like the movie was 30 minutes too long. I felt like there was a lot of exposition that honestly... There was so much exposition. And I know this is also part of Dungeons and Dragons because there's just magical items that pop up that solve things. And they even made fun of that in the movie. But there was so much like exposition of things that I kept forgetting what the plot was. Like I kept forgetting like what they were actually trying to accomplish (laughs) in the movie. There's all these side quests. Like I think that was on purpose because that's like a lot of D&D campaigns. Like you get really... You could spend weeks on a side quest before you're getting back to your main quest. Like that's in- that's insane. I don't have that kind of patience, <laughs> but people who play this game do. I do think I agree with you on that. But overall, I felt like it still moved quick enough and had enough going on in every sequence that like even if it was a little bit less of like what's the ultimate goal here besides getting the daughter back and reawakening the wife. Right. Or mm-hmm bringing the wife back to life. I kind of knew those two things the whole time. I th- I think what it was is the the opening was so funny to me. I enjoyed yeah. it so much. Then the next 45 minutes were really they felt really drawn out and then everything after the graveyard funny scene. Everything after that it the pace picks up a lot. So I'm like cut that first hour down. They need a lot of exposition for this thing. It's like Lord of the Rings. They need almost three hours for this shit. I don't know. Apparently you don't because I kept forgetting what we were doing. <laughs> well, Jace, maybe you need to rewatch it. I think you should. I, I think you should give it another shot. I think it plays better when you understand a bit more. I will fully admit that this very easily could be a second time I watch it a year from now. It's totally different. I love yeah. it. Oh, I think you should also watch the Tom Cruise mummy right before you watch it just to really <laughs> reset your expectations. Okay. Cause I think coming right out, that one's always for fucking front and center of my brain. I will never forget that. That also might be the problem is I went into this movie with some expectations because I was shocked when I saw that the Rotten Tomato is 90% and the audience score is 93%. I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, I thought yeah. this was going to be just a good time, you know. But then this is throwing me off. So maybe the expectations are are part of the problem. We've always <laughs> said this, Jason. You should listen to our podcast sometime because I, I feel like we say this multiple times. Like fucking expectations. Just throw them out the window, people. They're just there to make you depressed. 
I have heard our podcast is pretty good. Um, yeah, uh, you should maybe listen to it. I know I do. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Well, so okay, uh, then did the emotional bits land for you in this movie? Yeah. So, um, second thing, I thought the yeah, I thought the emotional stuff was good. Like, you know, everything with the daughter was pretty good. The ending was was solid. And really emotional when Michelle Rodriguez died. I was like, oh my God, why am I so upset? I knew once she died that they were going to bring her right back. But it was like a really cool thing because it was like earlier Chris Pine had realized like I'm doing it selfishly. Like I want my yeah. wife back, but my daughter doesn't know her. This is her real mother. Yeah. And it's like bringing back Michelle Rodriguez instead of the wife got me teary eyed, man. <laughs> and I loved it. It was so beautiful. And I felt like it was really also refreshing to have like pair of parents who are like co-parenting and there's no romantic tension between the two they're Mm -hmm. both clearly into the opposite sex she might be into a different species technically i guess but (laughs) but still it's like you know there could have been that element i was very happy to see that like not a thing in this movie Mm -hmm. yeah i thought i thought all that stuff was really good i thought the um and i also thought like the whole um kind of character you know progression of chris pine and like you learning really like him i'm not a good father and yeah his development that i thought it was really good and i I, chris pine was was great at delivering that i think he had the most growth in the movie outside of like the i can't remember his character's name but the sorcerer guy i really liked him Mm -hmm. i know justice smith plays him the character's Simon. Simon. Okay, I really liked him. And I the first time I saw that actor was in the second Jurassic World movie. And I was just like, I think it was his awkward teen phase. He's better in the third one. But like this one, I was like, wow, he's really good. Like, I actually really like this guy. I thought he was mm-hmm. really talented. And he's not British in real life. So he yeah. did a good accent. So then I guess with the negative or the thing I didn't like uh, or land for me, this movie reminded me of a bunch of other movies, but just all smashed together. But I didn't really feel like it had anything that was kind of unique of its own. So l- let me explain. All right. I'm 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 curious. I was just about to say, <laughs> please explain yourself because I'm going to need some details. So like Jumanji is, you know, it's just an adventure movie, you know, but it had some unique aspects to it. Obviously, you know, a great cast. But like we've seen body swapping before. Um, I thought the whole idea of Jumanji in that they they turned it from a board game to a video game and then just had all the video game logic applied to it. I thought that was really good. Um, This movie, like I saw a whole lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, very Guardians vibes. Uh, There's a lot of like Indiana Jones. There's a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff in there. Mm hmm. There was just like a lot of pieces from those things. I mean, we even had like the Avengers Hulk smash part with the 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 owl bear. <laughs> I loved that, and that was done on purpose in honor of the the Hulk smash. And I thought, yeah, it's been like ten years since that happened. I think we can do it again, and yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was hilarious. I always think that's funny. So, but like it had pieces from all those things, but then like I immediately thought, like I felt like I would rather watch any of those movies on their own than just this movie Mm. like i felt like this borrowed from a lot of things but it didn't really stand up on its own for me with anything in particular and that also might just that might be something i totally throw away 
when I rewatch it again, you know, six months from now. And like, yeah. I totally see it then. But just like in this initial watch, I just kept seeing, oh, there, I said, that looks like this, that looks like this, like this. But I don't know if it really ties it all together in the right, right way. I don't know. I thought one thing that was really unique and one part that I really enjoyed was the sequence with like the wild shape and she's like escaping from the castle. It's like a one take and she goes through all the different forms. Yeah. Loved that sequence. That was really good. I thought that was really cool. I thought the CGI in this movie looked kind of weird. I hmm, felt I thought I, it was good. I felt like it. I felt like it was intentional with the way it looked like it kind of looked bad, but also like, I don't know, it kind of looked like a board game like Jumanji CGI didn't always look amazing, but like if it, it fit the mood. Well, I think also, too, they did one thing I appreciate was they did a lot of practical effects for creatures and things. Yeah. So I bet you a lot of the budget went to that as well. But overall, I thought like the way that they did the magic fight at the end, they could have done CGI like every other mm -hmm. fucking Marvel movie when you have like Doctor Strange or like, I mean, at least Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness was a little bit better at this, but like it's always just someone shooting lights at another colored lights at somebody else, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm like, that doesn't do anything for me visually. Whereas like the two hands battling with like the hand made of rocks and yeah. like the fleshy, nasty ass hand. That was fucking cool. And like the stone dragon lion thing coming to life. Like that was fucking sick. Yeah. So that like, was cool. I would say all their action sequences to me was what stood out. So sim similar to like, like one thing in the pirates movies I always thought was really unique about them was the really outstanding action sequences mm -hmm. They would go on for a long time, but they were always engaging and like fun to watch, which is hard to do for a long yeah. period of time. This movie, I did feel like every single thing that they did was like very unique. I hadn't seen it before. And like the ways that they would escape and like all the fun things that they did with that transponder, transporter or whatever thing. Yeah. Where they like were climbing into the is cool. Oh, yeah. Very unique that way to me, at least. That's how I felt. It standed out and made its own thing of like being very distinct with the style of like things that it did. Another thing it could be also is that a lot of like heavy CGI stuff, they will usually do it set like at nighttime yeah, when it's darker. And, it's and a, a lot of this, well, cause nighttime kind of covers up a lot of stuff, exactly, but it makes it look terrible. They did a lot of broad daylight CGI stuff. Yeah. But, but like I thought of that during the dragon sequence, like that was underground and I thought the CGI looked better down there than it did like yeah. that, that shape. But I could see everything really well too in that sequence. It was all very obvious yeah. what was going on. I just, I can't deal with a lot of action movies nowadays. I get a headache just wa trying to watch them. Like I, that, I, that's why I could not go see a fucking Fast and the Furious movie. I'd puke because <laughs> I can't, I can't keep up. There's too much going on. It's like uncomfortable to watch. Whereas this was like, I just felt like it was very fluid. Everything moved together really well. Plus that like, that castle escape sequence is like all one take. So it's pretty yeah. cool. And you can yeah. also kind of feel like as she changes to different forms, it's like rolling the dice and she's like oh she rolled a 20 and she's dodging all the arrows or like oh she got hit by this so she like missed her roll or something yeah like, that's the kind of thing that people were like injecting into the movie it kind of gives you that vibe without spelling it out and actually rolling the dice so yeah well you'll be happy to know that those are really my only two things oh good so just negatives. nitpicks then yeah like i said it takes it from really really like it to or takes it from like it to to Gotta really really it. like it. it it just kind of pulls it down a little bit but i thought the third thing that 
we could kind of wrap up on this movie nails its action sequences yes like totally and they're not all just pure action sequences like there's chase sequences they're there's fighting yeah the the whole like heist with the portal thing was so amazing fun. yeah at all of the different things that they're doing are always different and like unique and they're fun and like I, they're just engaging. Like they're, I'm always the whole thing when they escape from like the games through like that sludge that's like disgusting and burns yeah. you. I loved that whole part. That was yeah. so great. Like all the little things that they do and like figure out. Like I think a lot of it has to do with, and I can't believe I haven't mentioned her yet, but Sophia Lillis as um the what's her face? She's a druid, right? Yeah. yeah. That's her. She was so good. I love her in the It movies, and I was just so excited to see her in this. I thought she was great. She was kind of giving me like some Scarlett Johansson energy. Oh. Like I could have seen a younger Scarlett Johansson playing the same role. Yeah, yeah. I, th I, I think I, I think I could follow you on that. Yeah, I, I don't know, I but I could good. not remember where I saw her from. But yeah, she's it. Yeah, yeah she's well, she's not Pennywise. But yeah. Right, right. She's, uh, she's Beverly. <laughs> Just gotta clarify, she's the girl. <laughs> but uh, no, she's she was really great. I thought that a lot of the fun sequences, I think, for me came from her character because she was transforming into all the different mm -hmm. creatures and stuff like that. And that owl bear did look pretty cool. Like that it was, was. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> fucking crazy. I would turn into that every time too. They were all so fun. I yeah, I just loved the horse carriage uh portal thing. Yeah. I thought that was so fun and entertaining. So and, cool. Yeah. I really playing with the portals that. ended up being really fun and like how like at the end they use it to like dump out all the treasure and like all this stuff. It's I felt like it was really, really fun every sequence. And that's something that I just I think sometimes we just get it's like too much CGI and I just I don't care. I'll see what happens at the very end of the battle. You know what I mean? And so this one I just felt like was always really cool visuals. Like I, I didn't see this in the theater, but I wish I did. A lot of the people that I heard that like reviewed it, they they talked about their movie, like seeing it in the theater. And yeah. I, could, I could totally see how that added to it. Yeah. That's why I really enjoyed the maze scene. Mm, yeah. Yeah. The panther thing was. Those things were nightmare. And that fucking uh, the fake um, whatever chest that has yeah. like is a mouth <laughs> yeah. that was horrifying. <laughs> that was like, I'll have a nightmare about that for sure. Like multiple nightmares for a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that was really good. But wait, before we, before we, uh, or I guess, did you want to move on to talk about something else? Uh, no, I mean, that was pretty much it. I mean, yeah, I could very easily see me totally changing my mind. Give it a second know, chance, six, man. Six months from now. Yeah. I walked away from it. I'm like, this would have been a perfect tight 90 movie instead of two hours and 10 yeah. minutes. I'm forgiving. It's fantasy. I might just be on a tight 90, you know, kick at the moment. We did just have two really good tight 90s in a yeah. row. So you're probably just a little spoiled at the moment. I'm telling you, watch the fucking Tom Cruise mummy and then rewatch this movie. If you ever need a palate cleanser before a film, watch yeah. that. It will do it for you. I swear. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But before we totally wrap up, I did want to ask you, I can't believe we haven't mentioned him yet, but Bradley Cooper, what a shock that he was in this movie. Bradley Cooper. I was watching it. I'm like, wait, is that? <laughs> it took me a second, too. <laughs> I love that he's a halfling and he's like her ex. He's Michelle Rodriguez's ex. And like, 
it's funny, right? Obviously, they play like the like it's obviously like a totally weird match of like characters to be in love. However, yeah. they play it totally seriously. And like their scene when they talk about their relationship and stuff was like surprisingly deep. I was like, wow, this is kind of beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like they talk about the problems and, you know, her, I, I think the big problem is like her not being there or like emotionally available or something. Yeah, because she got kicked out of her clan for being with him. So she was like getting drunk all the time and disappearing and like just like yeah. an emotional wreck. And she's like, you know, he he's like this one, his new wife, who is very similar in appearance. <laughs> I love that because it's like he clearly has a type. And then we got see at the end, she's got a type because she like bites her lip when she's smiling at that other half thing guy. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. I just thought it could have been totally funny, but it was like actually surprisingly heartfelt. And I just, again, it just brought it back to like, I was like, this might be Michelle Rodriguez's best role ever. Mm-hmm. Gwen seems lovely. You deserve that. Thank you. You know, when you left, I lost my family. I've been fortunate enough to find another. And I wish nothing less than that for you. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, you have an actor and if you ask them to do more than just be, uh, you know, a kick-ass person, they can do it. <laughs> I know, know, it's it's incredible. I mean, and and it just, it was a great surprise to see Bradley Cooper in this movie. I had no idea going into it, but like, what a great little scene. I just thought it was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's like one of those cameos that we don't get very often. Now, yeah. you know, nowadays just everything's kind of spoiled before the movie comes totally. out totally yep and you know you just have this is that is that fucking bradley cooper what yeah the? <laughs> that's a rare thing nowadays i agree and then the rest of the movie i'm like are they gonna bring bradley cooper back <laughs> i was enjoying his uh brief little scenes so i was hoping maybe we get some more but it looks like she's on to the next one <laughs> i w- i want to know what he was filming during this that they're like we have bradley for one day he's <laughs> he's not here he's somewhere else so we're just gonna green screen the whole thing <laughs> or maybe he was just nearby or visiting the set and he just showed up like i have no idea but i want a little backstory as to how he came to be on i mean maybe we should have looked this up before we recorded but that's that's the entire sequel is bradley cooper's character he's like i'm done like i'm done it. with guardians i'm yeah. now gonna be a little person he seems like I mean, it, he basically feels like a hobbit to me. And I'm like, this is the guy I'd be with, too. That was the thing. I couldn't tell. Is he like hobbit sized or is he smaller or is just barbarians that big? I think barbarians are bigger because she still makes like Chris Pine look a little small. So <laughs> I think that is a factor. But also, I know that his he's actually a halfling in like D&D lore. So I don't oh, okay. I, I would assume that's another thing that they call the hobbits so i would assume it's the same thing okay and there's orcs in this world too so it's like it's got some lord of the rings people in there why not fucking hobbits and if there are hobbits that's where i would be that's (laughs) the people i'd be with those look like they're having a good time well and shout out to michelle rodriguez i saw in some of the trivia that she put on like 15 to 20 pounds of muscle just to to bulk up and then just stopped shaving her armpits (laughs) yeah like it's like nice I know. She's like, that's my real pit hair. And I was like, I didn't notice that. But now I feel like, unfortunately, I'm going to look for that when I watch it again. Mm-hmm. Like, I, against my own will. Like, I just won't be able to help it. Just 
pause it or she's lifting her arm up. And I don't want to see that. I just don't, <laughs> I don't like, no offense. We can all, you know, free the pits, whatever. I don't care. You know what this reminded me a lot of? And this also might be why I don't love it as much. Have you ever heard of the show Vox Machina on Amazon? I think you've mentioned it to me before. I think I have mentioned it on a, one of our first episodes, but mm-hmm. it's an animated show. But the 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 show started with these group of people that played Dungeons and Dragons, and they actually played it on Twitch. So they would like live stream their campaigns, and it was really popular. And then they essentially just turned their game into a show. And I love that show. So maybe I was comp- doing the dumb thing and comparing. Yeah. You know, it's its own thing, Jace. Just accept it for what it is. I will <laughs> say, yeah, it's not as funny as game night, but it is very much in the same vein. I'd say the same vibe of like humor and like yeah. entertaining and like has the feel of a game. Yeah. <laughs> Even very though much. it's an unorthodox game, much yeah. like game night. Well, you know, this is a good reminder that um, I need to listen to my own advice sometimes and just enjoy the little things. <laughs> All right. Well, this game is over. We made it through Dungeons and Dragons. I think you won. Obviously. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Are we playing what game? Dungeons and Dragons. I don't know how you win, actually. Isn't it a team effort? There, there, there is no winning. That's why people have been playing it for decades. This well, is... I'm so happy to be the first ever winner of D&D then. <laughs> if that's what that means. Yeah, I am I was essentially just Chris uh, Chris Pine deflating, playing yeah. the mandolin. That was, that was my weird thoughts about this movie. But... Yeah, well, you know what, Jace? We'll give you a break. You can watch it again, and we'll post an update sometime. You know, I've been advocating for quote-unquote bad movies for a while, so you know, I'm allowed to mulligan every once in a while. We're, yeah, we're, you're we're allowed to think this. a great movie isn't great. You could still, you still thought it was good, so you're not... <laughs> I'm not discounting you yet, but like, be careful, okay? Maybe just watch The Mummy again. Like hey. I said, the Tom Cruise Mummy really just palate cleanser it i didn't like stepbrothers the first time i saw it and now it's a, part, it's a part of my heart so i can thank change God. if i can change you can change we can all change thank you rocky four okay on okay. to the next yeah movie. let's get this over with <laughs> <laughs> all right so next week um we're talking about sorry you do it just, do like, it do there, it like, <laughs> i forgot what are we talking about no we're talking about air the new movie about well is it new i guess it's new it's new to streaming it's been on amazon this Prime. Year. yeah it's from this year it's like it just started streaming on there for like included with prime so you don't mm-hmm. have to rent it mm-hmm. uh with uh our favorites well i don't know about our favorites but ben affleck matt damon they're my favorites well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're fucking great, and I love them, so I'm very excited. We both haven't seen this movie. This might be the first one, right, that we yeah. both haven't seen before we decided to do it. Yeah. Hopefully yeah, it's we, good. There, there's been no pre-screening, so yeah, nice. hopefully we like it. But yeah, this is the return of um, multiple things. Return of Ben Affleck directing. He hasn't mm-hmm. done that in a little while. I always uh, love it. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck back together again. Power I mean, couple. They, they were just in a movie a couple of years ago that no one saw. The last, hey, the last duel fucking rules, man. Go watch it. I'm pretty sure it's on fucking Max. I think it's, 
Max, are are you are you agreeing to call it by its actual name now? It's like that's what it's called, so I have to, but I hate it. Like it actively <laughs> hurts me. But anyways, we're talking about that. You can stream it uh, for free on Prime. We're talking about Air. Sorry, not that. <laughs> Just <laughs> one word, and it's about the Nike Air Jordans, right? I don't know. I'm not into sports stuff. Yeah, it's a, it's about the brand Air Jordan. I don't think Michael Jordan is actually in it. But I'm pretty sure it's about him, though. Yeah, it's about the brand. Them recruiting him before. Yeah. Before well, obviously he gets he's big. not in it, but I'm saying like there's probably a character about Michael Jordan. Well, he, yeah. Oh, there is someone credited as him, so he, he does have an appearance. So there we go. This All is right, well, way too long. I said let's cut this fucking off. Let's <laughs> do it, dude. Come on. You can edit it. Okay. Well, that is it. Follow us on all the social things. Do the social things. And we will see you next time on the regular exclusive podcast. Finally. (laughs) Don't forget to like and subscribe. We out here.